you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Avery and Robbie here to break down last weekend's loss against Wisconsin and preview the quick turnaround to Iowa here on Friday. We can talk about the crushing 24-17 overtime loss, but I kind of want to get to the start of that game and Chubba Purdy's first start for Nebraska. Just what did you make of his start and kind of what he brought to this team that first quarter? Yeah, I mean, honestly, the thing that he seemed to bring was just a level of confidence that the other quarterbacks, whether they ever had it, have since lost it long ago. Um, he doesn't have the burden and the baggage of everything that's happened this season because this is really the first time he's been involved outside of that last drive against Maryland. And so I thought his confidence and honestly, he seems like he's got the best feel for the position of any of the three quarterbacks. He just it looks a little bit more natural with him out there, you know, with Harburg. We always knew it was going to be a little bit of a growing pain with his laugh, lack of experience. But it's not at this point. Harburg's actually played more college football than Chubba Purdy has in terms of snaps and games as a quarterback. So I think there is kind of a natural feel for the position that Chubba has. And listen, he didn't look great last year. He didn't look great in the spring game. The development that he's gone through under this coaching staff, I think, has to go uh, to their credit. Uh, But it just looked it looked less scary as somebody watching that game. It just felt like a more cohesive product on the field. And now obviously they bogged down a little bit later in the game. But if you think about it, he had the two scoring drives to start the game. Their next drive they got into about the 30-yard line uh, against Wisconsin before they went for it on fourth and and one, didn't get it. So they had a, I think it was 12-play, 55-yard drive to that point. Then they have the drive before the half that ends in the missed field goal. That's another quality drive and he has the drive at the end of the game to get them into field goal position to tie the game so five of I believe the 11 drives that they had as a Mm -hmm. team were scoring worthy whether they got points out of them or not that to me is a huge improvement from where they've been as a team on offense yeah kind of just giving a stat line he was 15 for 23 passing 169 yards passing 14 carries for 105 yards I tweeted this during the game but after the two drives Nebraska had 151 yards of offense 14 points in the first quarter they had 13 the entire season in the first quarter Mm -hmm. so just an interesting start so I I want to ask you this does it feel like Nebraska changed the game plan and that's what slowed things down or did it just feel like Wisconsin and Tanner Mordecai found a rhythm 
and then it kind of shifted towards Wisconsin. I felt like there was a drive in the second quarter. They strung together like a nine nine play scoring drive, and it felt like from that point on, Wisconsin just they weren't in full control, but you could tell they had a little bit more momentum than they did in the first quarter. Was it more of a lack on Nebraska's side, or do you think Wisconsin just finally found their footing? Yeah, so I think Wisconsin definitely settled in on offense a little bit. You saw early that you know Tanner Mordecai really struggled with some of his passes I mean that broken hand was really apparent early I don't know if the painkillers just kicked in later <laughs> in the game because he looked like a totally different what? guy after the first couple drives yeah. it was super weird mm-hmm. so I don't know if they just like mistimed the shot or whatever yeah. he needed to get that thing going um, but maybe his hand was still numb mm-hmm. when he went out there to start the game but he, he settled in the offense settled in for Wisconsin but honestly the thing that I found the most frustrating after the first two drives, and you know, I gave Satterfield his credit for developing Chubba Purdy. I, I am also going to criticize a little bit on the kind of the sequential play calling that mm-hmm. he had some issues with after those first couple drives. It seemed like he kept, and this has been an issue all season, it seems like he keeps going away from stuff before it stops working. Mm. And I get that he's trying to stay ahead of the defense, he's trying to stay ahead of the curve, but let's make sure the defense is ever going to stop what you're doing mm-hmm. before you change it up. It Fair. seemed like they were settling in with Emmett Johnson. It seemed like there were some pet plays with Billy Kemp and Thomas Fedoni and Malachi Coleman in the passing game that kind of looked like they were working. And it didn't really seem like he was willing to stick with the stuff that was working. Yeah, That would be my biggest criticism of what Nebraska did after the first two drives because I thought there was still hay to be made in those areas mm-hmm. and with those types of plays before he went away from them. And so, yes, while Wisconsin did get better, they did settle in, I thought there were way more points on the board yeah. for Nebraska than they ended up getting. I mean – relatively to what we've seen, right? This team isn't going to put up 45 on Wisconsin. I thought they could get to 24-28 pretty easily, and obviously that didn't end up being the case. So I I do think it is a little bit of both, but I'd be – I'd regret not bringing up the fact that I I don't think the play calling did Nebraska's offense any favors. Right, and then now it's a quick turnaround. We're going to set our sights on a 9-2 Iowa team, Mm -hmm. which – Another team with a really interesting storyline this year. You look at a 9-2 and two team, and you're not thinking they've had a ton of struggles <laughs> maybe, but then yeah. when you look at the records and you look at the scoring, which has been probably the narrative for this team this Absolutely, year, they, yeah. they average 18 points a game, and nine of their wins, five of them have been one scores. Mm-hmm. Coach Rule yesterday said something interesting, and he said one of their strengths is that they actually will play in a 10-3, 10-7, 3 game and they're comfortable. Yeah. Their heart rate doesn't change. And it's really interesting to ask you this question, but how much of a strength is that to Iowa that maybe this is something that they've done a kind of year after year a little bit that's led to the season like this season mm-hmm. where the scoring is so low, but they will always find a way. Is that one of their biggest strengths is that they can close out a game with just the lack of scoring that they know was going to happen on their offense? Yeah, I mean, if you if you kind of look at it from the Nebraska perspective, if Nebraska had that as part of their skill set, they're probably sitting at seven or eight wins right. themselves this year. So I absolutely do think it's a strength. And a lot of times when we're talking about stylistic issues, we talk about, you know, oh, they really want to pick up the pace. And they really, you know, like Wisconsin uh, against Nebraska, I thought their pace bothered the defense yeah. a little bit and fatigued them, didn't allow them to get the rotations in the way they want yeah, to. Not to mention they inserted Braylon Allen just randomly into that game as yeah. well. We kind of forgot to mention Which that. Which nobody really thought was going to happen, and <laughs> yeah. then he gets a bunch of carries. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah, Braylon Allen's still yeah. pretty good at football. Anyway, I will, but um, forgot about that. But, yeah. but you don't always talk about it with the other side of things mm-hmm. where it's 
not every team is comfortable just playing in the mud. You know, Coach Rules talked about that all year. He's like, you know, I want it to snow, and mm-hmm. I want the weather to be bad, and I want this to be ugly. I know that's what he wants. I was definitely more comfortable as a team mm-hmm. doing that than Nebraska is right now. I think you're right. I, I do think, though, that's a style of game that Nebraska mm-hmm. can win. Right. I think they're – I mean – you're more likely to win that type of game if you're Nebraska than you are a shootout mm-hmm. for sure. So being in this type of game, even though with uh, Nebraska is, you know, especially record-wise, inferior to Iowa, the, I think this is a game that's more winnable to them than even like a Maryland or Wisconsin. I thought were worse matchups for Nebraska, mm-hmm. even though Iowa's a better team. Okay, if that makes sense. So stylistically, I do think that's a strength of Iowa but I also think it helps Nebraska stay in this game. Yeah. Ball security, huge thing for this team all year long, mm-hmm. obviously. It felt like maybe it was because Chubba was in at quarterback last week that that area was taken care of a little bit until that last drive. I don't know if you really count that. I don't. Right. And yeah. it seems like that's kind of where everyone's at in consensus there. But a huge thing for this Iowa team is their defense. Mm-hmm. They have 40 points off turnovers, 40 points off turnovers. So you want to know where the supplement scoring is coming for the offense. You have it right there. Mm-hmm. Third scoring defense in the nation so if there's ever been a weekend in nebraska schedule where you can piece it all together this would hopefully be the weekend where you cannot give the ball to this iowa team yeah and you know it's it's kind of a it's kind of a weird concept there because one this iowa offense is so inept that you can give them more possessions and they may or may not hurt you right very true. But the defense is so good that if you give them opportunities for turnovers, they might just score on them themselves. Right. Right? So you kind of – obviously you don't want to turn the ball over ever. But if you can keep the defense from taking those turnovers and turning them directly into points, mm-hmm. I, I think this is actually a game where you can kind of get away – not that you want to, mm-hmm. but you could kind of get away with some turnovers if they're not in really vulnerable places on the field. Because yeah. – Again, the Iowa offense probably not going to take yeah. advantage if the pick Iowa defense. Right. <laughs> you got pick sixes. You got special team touchdowns. Yeah. You got like scooping special scores. Yep. Those are the things I'm concerned about. Mm-hmm. If Nebraska turns it over, but they literally don't directly lead to points from yeah. the defense or special teams, I, I'm not as concerned about that area. Obviously, you would love to see Nebraska not turn it over for their own sake so that they have more opportunities mm-hmm. to try and exploit Iowa's defense, you know, maybe try and take advantage of a of a secondary that's missing Cooper DeGene on the back end and and maybe find some big plays there like we saw with Jalen Lloyd last week but if they don't actually allow the defense to score from Iowa I don't know how much the turnovers hurt you yeah I think we could talk about this Iowa team all day long but Mm -hmm. I think for this Nebraska team this week the sole focus is on this Nebraska team and Mm -hmm. as Rule said yesterday potentially 24 seniors will be a part of the senior day activities obviously there's some questions there we're not sure who will be back and who won't be with COVID stuff like that but I do want to focus on that senior group just a little bit and how much they've been through and their four years here or for it's their five years here Mm -hmm. whatever it may be and we hear from the staff and Coach Rule a lot just how much they admire this group for buying in and just truly embracing the process that the staff has brought to them. And I think we've seen it in return for some of these seniors. I want to ask you just who in this class has emerged to you maybe over the last few years, but especially this season and has put a well-pieced, impressive season together so far. Yeah, I mean, I'll be totally honest. I get super confused about who's a senior yeah, and who's not. Yeah, that's fair. Because of the – so I think if this person I, – yeah. I believe this person, uh, Ty Robinson, is okay. a senior that I think has the opportunity to come back for his fifth year if he wants to, okay. I think. 
I get. We I can mean, do some fact checking, but I I know it's confusing. Chubba Purdy's in his fourth year and he's a sophomore, sophomore. so it's very yes. confusing. Yeah. Um, but I believe Ty Robinson is one of those guys that is at least academically a senior. Yep. I don't know about eligibility wise. I know he has one year left if he wants it. But that to me is a guy. He's kind of an epitome of what we've seen from this coaching staff. Mm-hmm. A guy that. We've kind of been waiting for yeah. for a couple of years yeah. to make an impact. You're like, I think he's talented, but he hasn't really he hasn't really done a whole lot up to this point. And then this year, between him and Nash, it's been yeah. one of the strong points of for that sure. team is kind of that that D tackle, nose tackle spot, whatever you want to call it, in the three three five. And Ty Robinson to me is is kind of just that epitome of guys that were bought in that weren't brought in by Coach Rule. They you know, probably had some attachments to their previous coaches and were able, because they bought in, to take their game yeah. to an entirely different level. And it's not just the football coaching staff, right? You've got Corey uh, Coleman with the strength and conditioning staff where he has changed the bodies of a lot of these guys, made them – like Ty Robinson has never moved this well in his mm-hmm. life, right? Yeah. And that is on the strength and conditioning staff. Yeah. And then the coaching staff puts him in a position to be successful. So to me, I, I look at – because he's on the defense that's been so successful this year, I look at a guy like Ty Robinson and say, you know, that to me is what I think one of the things that Coach Rule is going to be the most proud of from this team because he talked about it at the start of the year. There's been a bunch of of guys that when he was at Baylor, when he was at Temple – that they just either left the team or they didn't play because they weren't bought in. And that's part of the reason the first couple years at those places went Mm -hmm. the way they did is because he was starting from scratch. He was starting over. I get that Nebraska fans, whether it's five wins, whether it's six wins, are not going to be as happy because of what we felt like the year could have been. Yeah. But the fact that it is five wins and not two or three or four Mm -hmm. at least is because of the fact of – these older guys that bought in and you didn't have to scrap and start from scratch with these. I mean, on offense, they kind of did, but that was an injury thing, not a buy-in thing. But the ability for this coaching staff to get guys to be bought in and to bring out the best of those guys once they were bought in, I think is going to pay huge dividends down the line. So to clarify, he's a junior. Okay. But in 2019, he is... 2019 was a redshirt freshman, and then 2020 was COVID season, and then 2021 he was a redshirt freshman because of COVID, okay. and then 2022 <laughs> was a sophomore, and this is here he was a junior. So for reasonable he's, he's confusion, he's been here forever. Yes, that's so, all I know. For reason. So my last thing is, Coach Rule told us yesterday, even though after it was a heartbreaking loss mm-hmm. for this team, and they they're pretty upset right now. He said I had a ton of guys walk into my office and say I want to come back next yeah. year and play, and I had recruits call me saying I want to go there. Mm-hmm. What do you think that says about what is happening on the inside of this program or what is being identified yeah. even from young young kids outside of the building? Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, something else that he said yesterday. He goes, you know, if you cut open this program, you would see a football team, a football program as healthy as they can possibly be and how he is incredibly happy about where they're at and still not happy with the record, mm-hmm. right? I think it just goes to that point. I think this team is in an incredible place culturally, foundationally, and I think people see that. When you when you do things the right way, you don't really have to advertise it that much. People can just tell because so many other people do it the wrong way, and they look at you and they go, oh, that's different. Mm-hmm. And they want to be a part of something that's different. Mm-hmm. And I think that is super appealing to not just the guys on the team, but recruits across the country that are like, oh, they look how they treat their guys. Look how they... You know, look how they look out for their guys. Look how they say, you know, 
hey, you should be going to the NFL. Like, I, I, we would love to have you back, but it's best for you to move on. Or stumping for his defensive coordinator, who's awesome, to get a head coaching yeah. job. Like, that's not beneficial for Matt Rule, yeah. right? But it's the right thing to do. Totally. And so people notice that. When you mm-hmm. do things the right way, people want to be a part of it. And I think that's what you're seeing in guys wanting to come back, recruits wanting to be a part of it. That's not like an age thing to me. I think it's pretty obvious to most people yeah. when you're doing things they want to be a part of. And and honestly, whether Nebraska beats Iowa on Friday and gets bowl eligible or whether they end the, game, uh, end the season on a four-game losing streak, which would be obviously disappointing, yeah. I think Nebraska is so lucky to have Coach Rule because – I don't know how many guys in the industry, and I was somebody who wanted Luke Fickle Mm. before the hire was made. I don't know how many guys in the industry could do this job this way in a way that it feels like, oh, we might be good for a while Mm -hmm. after this. It's not just, you know, know, I'm probably going to get hate for this from from Dion because he hears everything, right? But this isn't a... You know, Colorado can't expect Dion to... Even if it goes awesome, he's not going to be there for 10 years, right? If Matt Rule's not here for 10 years, I'll be pretty surprised mm. at this point. And so I just think Nebraska's really lucky to be in the position they're in with the guy they hired last year. Yeah, going into this game on Friday, there's a lot There's a lot on the line for this team. And yeah. so, you know, if I was a senior and in their shoes right now, I'd need some therapy probably, <laughs> knowing that my career might be on the line. Yeah. And, you know, the, the year that they did have where it felt like things are going in the right direction, I think mm-hmm. there are a lot of guys that want to and hope to still be a part of this program and where it's going. So we have a huge thanks and appreciation, I know, from the outside for those guys mm-hmm. in that class that have stuck around and bought in and yeah. been a part of this Coach Rule staff process because there's a lot on the line on Friday. And as much as it is a physical battle, it's just another one of those mental battles for this team and who can tough it out. So we may be here next week. We may be We're here We're crossing our weeks. fingers. We'll find out, <laughs> but we thank you for joining us for this recap, and we may see you again next week. A Herd at Sports Network production.